listener, do you like scary movies? What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, Jay and Mike like scary movies, too. You should go and subscribe to their podcast. We watched a movie. Because if you don't, I'll gut you like a... Well, I think you get the idea. Enjoy yourselves while you still can. This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Hey guys, this is Mark Wahlberg, and I just wanted to take a second to talk to you about We Watched a Movie. They got a really good Patreon going on over there. They'll do videos for you based on any of their characters. They'll do commentaries for you. They'll do movie reviews for you. They got behind-the-scenes videos. You got 20% off of all their merch. They'll even make you your own video store card like Blockbuster back in the day. They got commentaries just sitting there waiting to be fucked by your movie ears. I'll put the link below. We gotta outrun the wind. Hey guys, welcome back to We Watch Movie. I'm Mike. I'm Jay. And we're digging back into Rob Zombie's big ass beard again. Oh God, look out for the scabies, here I come. Welcome to the darkness. Reach out and touch face. Don't, don't. What we're looking at tonight is we are doing a script review of Rob Zombie's first, I don't know if it's first, but one of his early drafts, Halloween drafts yeah. uh, for the script. We found it tonight, we, we went through it. There was a lot of differences, and we're gonna talk about all of them with Su- you right now. Surprisingly, uh, the pages had a little bit of butt crack crust on it. <laughs> they smelled weird. But before we go on our magic school bus ride into Rob Zombie's dark beard, I wanted to tell you guys about Surfshark VPN. You can get a Black Friday deal right now for this VPN for 83% off with four months for free. VPNs are amazing if you're like me and you're tired of your local stations putting on the Bengals every week because nobody in their right mind wants to watch the Bengals. So you search out sports somewhere else and then you get those thousand dangerous malware-fueled pop-up ads. VPN will help keep your IP safe. It will help keep those pop-ups from from popping up. And also, it's Black Friday right now, so you can search deals as if you're anywhere in the world. You can also search Netflix as if you're anywhere in the world, so you can see what movies Britain has in Netflix that they don't have in the States. You can pop all around everywhere. You could even be in the frickin' Philippines. This is an amazing deal for VPNs, the cheapest one out there that I've seen, and it's Surfshark. You wanna check it out in the link below. Again, four months, full free, 83% off Surfshark. It, it is so hard for me to imagine, dude, the way that the Akkads are, like, it's so hard for me to imagine. I thought you were going to say the economy. <laughs> <laughs> that him walking in there and handing them this script. Yeah. Not just what made the director's cut, because even the director's cut, you know, they have the rape scene, which is disgusting it's and awful, awful and pointless so stupid. and terrible. And it is literally... It adds nothing. It is the worst of Rob Zombie in a nutshell, the rape scene that's in his director's cut. Uh, but there's moments like this in here, and, and starting right off from the get-go at the beginning of the stri- script... When in, in the, the classic breakfast ta- table scene, he's like, Morning, boo. You Take know? that damn thing yeah. off. I'll probably queer. I'll crawl over there and skull fuck the shit out of you, flapjack titties. Uh, that whole thing, which, by the way, shout out William Forsyth. As bad as that script was, so good. he was awesome uh, as Ronnie. But in this one, it's even worse. You really kill all them worthless animals. <laughs> Though they don't go as deep with the dialogue, it's worse because the first thing that happens is you remember when Judith goes upstairs to call on Michael. In, in the movie, he's washing his hands from the blood. And After he, he cut the ears off or something. Yeah, he, the killed, rat. he killed the rat. In Good. This, Fuck them. They carry fucking disease. In this script, Michael goes to a lockbox, and he pulls it out, and he pulls out a tape recorder, which we're going to mention a lot in this, the tape recorder. Yeah. He presses play on the tape recorder, and it's the sounds of all of his past pets, cats, dogs, whatever, 
crying while he murdered them. Like the sounds of them being murdered. He starts rubbing his dick to them. <laughs> he presses play on that. That's going in the background. He puts on the clown mask and then he opens up a scrapbook and in the scrapbook it is hardcore pornography with the words mother and cunt and bitch written on top of it. And you see that whole thing going on. Yeah, and then he puts on Meredith Brooks, I'm a bitch, <laughs> while he's doing it. <laughs> now, you know what? I, that, that, yeah, the way that you're it, it's so, by the way, the description that Mike's giving you, it's, it sounds surreal. I mean, if you read it, it's even more surreal. But if they thrown Meredith Brooks' bitch in there, it wouldn't have been even, it wouldn't have been out of place. It was so fucking weird. It would have been a dance This scene. little boy was literally rubbing one off to fucking a scrapbook full of dead animals and then listening to their screams as they died and be like, oh yeah, that just gets Holy <laughs> fuck, you Dahmer motherfucker. Judith, when she goes upstairs from the breakfast table, she pulls the covers off, and Michael is masturbating <laughs> to the scrapbook of, of pornography and dead animals, because he also had Polaroids uh, that she had in the in the principal's office later on, and he's jerking off to it, which is why you got the scene in the movie where she's stroking the milk bottle, she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that makes shit. sense, yeah. This scene specifically, where he's jacking off the dead animal, if that had been one of the opening sequences of Halloween, <laughs> God, like what even the more. fuck? Yeah, it leads it leads even further into the darkness. But Rob Zombie, you tool-loving bastard. <laughs> After that happens, uh, you know the the scene in the movie where Michael kills his his bully. His bully's still in the movie, and they make fun of him because his mom's a stripper and all that. But in this one, Michael targets. A uh, Jenny, uh, Jennifer. Jennifer. Uh, he targets these two little girls. I wish it was Jenny from Forrest Gump. She's the big villain. <laughs> she is a villain, but Fucking she's a horrible whore. person. She's a hooker. She's a terrible person. She gave. She almost gave him AIDS. I know, uh, but no. He he targets this girl. She's coming off the bus. Her name's Jennifer. She's nine years old. Michael's watching her. He goes up to her. He says, "Hey, there's a candy tree in the woods. There's a Halloween tree that gives candy." And she's like, "No, uh." And he's like, "Yeah, I'll show you." Yeah, of course. Jennifer's gonna believe a kid that looks like he smells like pee. That he's. <laughs> know where a candy tree is in the forest. <laughs> she does. Are you fucking stoned? They go out into the forest and Michael pulls out a dead cat out of a tree. He's like, this is my cat, Ronnie. And he's like, touch it! Touch it! Touch my dead touch pussy! My cat. Touch my dead pussy! <laughs> and she's like, oh! <laughs> it's so nasty. It's so gross. He leads her further into the woods in this script and he says, hey, she's like, I want to go home now. I don't want to touch a dead cat. And he's like, okay, well, here's you this. You want to touch my dead pussy? <laughs> this Indian tunnel that'll take you right to your house. And she's like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, was he like fucking? First off, was Jennifer the equivalent of Forrest Gump? Jennifer was Who's very gonna, it's like, hey, I got, I got an Indian tunnel that'll take you straight to your fucking house. <laughs> Jennifer's hey, parents should have thought her better. She's this kind of girl that would believe, like, hey, if you dig far enough, you can reach China. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can see Russia from my back porch. God damn, uh, Sarah Palin. But she <laughs> goes up to this, this, this empty grave or this, this, this dug grave. He pushes her into it and he beats the shit out of her until she's dead. Pretty much the stick. scene that happened. Exactly. Yeah. Only in this one, it, as Rob Zombie's want to do, he takes. It a step further. Once the nine-year-old girl is dead, Michael, young Michael Myers pulls out his wingy and pisses on her dead body. Here's the weird thing. Where the fuck did your mind... This is Michael Myers. This is Halloween. That was your mindset that you literally thought it'd be a cool idea to have little Michael Myers pull out his dick and piss on the body. Yeah. This just... What? A, a bit <laughs> much... A bit over the top. So after... Even Jason was like, what? <laughs> Somewhere he was like, what? A lot of the scenes following take place the exact same. Uh, Ronnie's death. Uh, a lot of the scenes take place the exact same as you see in the movie. One big difference, though, is when he goes to kill Judith, Michael goes up and he starts touching Judith, and she's like, mm, oh, yeah, in this scene. Uh, But in this scene, <laughs> in Rob Zombie's mind, 
He's literally, young Michael Myers walks up there and is fondling and rubbing her breast. Literally, the script says fondling her tits. Yeah, and she's like, you know, talking to her, the guy that she thought it was. She's like, you're such a horny dick. And she turns around or whatever, and it's young Michael. And then after her death scene, so after he kills her, he goes and he picks up Boo, uh, the, the, uh, Lori Strode. Lori Strode. And he's sitting on the steps, and when her mom gets there, a big difference is he t he takes the tape recorder and he presses play on all of his killings of the night, Ronnie and everybody else, and the sounds of these people screaming and dying is playing, and when his mom walks up to him, Deborah, he's like, you know, the the, the, the music, or not the music, but the screams are playing, and he's like, it's over now to his mom. So that's a difference. Oh but my god, Ronnie. Somebody give him some clippers. It's being fucking weird. But yeah, yeah, the weird thing, yeah, you know, I almost Watch feel like Rob. Mile on my Nordic track. Yo, God, I'm really sorry you want me to have a heart attack. <laughs> uh, if you show his hands coming down to her tits, like, I, oh, they get bang, bang, bing, doom. <laughs> I called the witch doctor. He told me what to do. He said, ding, ding, do the dog. Yeah, it's just so weird. Like, first yeah. off, so you're, okay, so if this is the movie now, you've already got to the point where he's masturbating to dead animals in a scrapbook. He's listening to their death screams. Then he kills a young girl, pee-pees on her. It's called nuance, you whore. Then goes to his sister's room. Fuck, you dirty incest. And plays with her titty nipples. And then it's like, I'm gonna kill you after that. Cause it got me hard. Can't like it. it's weird. Like Can't the whole fucking it. thing is weird. Uh, but even after that, it gets even worse because one of the cool scenes of the movie is it, when you see it, the way that like the reporters come out and they're doing the newspaper clippings while they're wheeling out the dead bodies and stuff. But in his version, one of the reporters was like, yes, he stabbed her 17 times and sodomized her Young Michael sodomized his sister multiple times using the baseball bat that he killed her boyfriend with. Mm -hmm. So he took the bat and he sodomized his sister with the baseball bat. Like, God damn, like leave some shit to the fucking imagination, Rob. Michael's mom gives Loomis uh, uh, some some old film footage uh, on like the, the eight millimeter or whatever. And she's like, I know you think he's a monster, but watch this. This is my little boy. He's not a monster. Yeah. I was talking to him. And some that of the ain't me, dog. Some of the dialogue the is really bad, but Michael's Michael Myers is talking to Loomis. And he's like, no, that's not me. He was like, I killed that person. And but in the dialogue's bad because he's like, I killed him. He bounced. He he bounced off that his head. It, or it, he says he bounced in my head when I killed him. He See, did, and it's like what? what I would have ended that right there. Like somebody could have put a highlighter through that, and like that's not good. What the fuck, Ron? Come on, <laughs> get out. Can you please stop drinking, goddamn Tito's? There's multiple points where he's like, I, I can do anything. Or Tito's. I can, can do anything. I want. First off, Rob Zombie was drunk. <laughs> There's no doubt that he had Tito's with him. But when that, because I would like that scene. If he had just said I killed him. Yeah, in a very flat, weird way. After he saw it, like I could imagine Michael looking at the videotape of himself when he was younger and he was freer and he was happier and shit like that. And he was like, "I killed him." Yeah, but this and is literally taking away the mystique because there's no. No, it is. But I mean, if you're gonna if, if we're gonna play this game, yeah, fuck well, it. yeah. But it's just, it takes away like if, if the movie itself took away the mystique by making Michael Myers a trailer trash killer. Yeah. This first script beat it to death because he's like he's like no, I, I killed that version uh, because he even says he was like, well, "Why do you wear the mask?" And he's like, "I wear the mask because it feels good to hurt people because they can't hurt me." And they like really dive deeper into it. Uh, what I do like is that Loomis at one point in the script says he was like, "Michael's obsessed with." fucking mask. He was like, you don't understand. He was like, Michael wears different masks for everything he does. He even it, shit. He's like, if, if Michael has to take a shit, he wears his take it's a shit mask. It's brown. If, if, <laughs> if he wants to stare out a window, he wears his window Dude, mask. You know his poop mask is like, duty brown, it's got like little nuggets. <laughs> it's got like, it's got little peanuts in it. And he takes his mask and, and Michael tells Loomis, he was like, 
I'm not talking to you anymore, you're dead. Yeah. So from that point on, Michael never spoke to Loomis again. In this version, this orderly comes over and he puts Michael, I guess, basically in Smith's Grove version of General Pop. This kid comes over and he makes fun of Michael's mask. He's like, not good, not good no, the at guard all. did. Uh, no, the guard took him over there, but the kid is the one making oh, fun of him. Oh, I thought the guard did. Uh, the kid's making fun of his mask, and he's like, not good, not good, your masks aren't good. Michael, in this scene, takes a pencil and stabs him in the throat and kills him that way, yeah. so that's that death. But then Loomis comes in, and he goes the fuck off on the orderly. He's like, why the fuck would you put him in there? Well, you know, the weird thing is, is, and this is the one time I'll defend uh, what we got in the original Rob Zombie uh, Halloween, because... This shit is too fucking crazy in in a lot of ways because I feel like the with the, the slow withdrawal of Michael the slow uh, degradation uh, of, of what or he perceives the degradation of himself and the slow uh, decay of his mind where he starts slipping more and more into himself and then the nurse comes in is like couldn't be you like that was way better refined yeah. than this like. The fact that you would put a mentally ill patient that had stabbed his sister that many times into a general population makes zero sense. And following that, when Lewis, Michael goes back to his room, he's laying in the fetal position. Uh, we'll show you guys here exactly the, the dialogue between Loomis and his orderly. is fucking hilarious, by oh. the way. There's some great Malcolm McDowell Loomis decisions going on, which we'll show you now. Go ahead and ask me. I'm the top-headed shrink in this nut house. Go ahead and ask. Can you cure him, doctor? Can you cure him, doctor? Can you cure him, doctor? These words have been echoing my head so long they've worn tracks into my brain. How do you find cured? Would I let Michael move in with my family? Play with my children? Hell, would I even trust him with my German Shepherd for five minutes? The answer is no. Those eyes don't lie. Those eyes have stopped living. The so-called windows to the soul are dead. Empty. This one is lost. Fast forward after this, this is, Loomis just explained, mm -hmm. hey, I've given up on him. Like, there's no there's no saving this guy's yeah. soul. Uh, so he gives up on him, and, and this, is very, this is where it's very different. I actually like some of this. We fast forward to the future, Loomis is retired. Uh, he's given up on Michael, he's moved on. At some point in that script, they brought up Michael for, not a parole, but they they agreed to release Michael to a low security. They were moving him. Yeah, to a low security prison. Uh, hence um, uh, Halloween 2018. Right, and the guy the guy's talking to him, and he's like, it was like, what does his doctor, Doctor Loomis, has to say about this? Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, Doctor Loomis hasn't had anything to do with this guy in years. He's retired, so it's up to me, and we're gonna move him to General Pop. And yeah. then you find out. Loomis is retired, and then you get to meet Loomis's wife, Ellen, which is fucking wild. They, I don't, they, she talk, She has a role in the movie and everything. Was she mentioned in the... I know she was mentioned in the comic books, but... Not was, in the movies, though. Not no, the movies she was never all. mentioned in the movies, but I think in the comic books she was murdered by Michael. Yeah, in the comic books. Yeah, yeah the there were some great scenes. So it was really good. It was really cool to see that side of, of, of Dr. Loomis. See, that's the difference. Uh, you want to keep Michael in the dark as far as his history and his backstory and why he's doing what he's doing and his motivations and, like, the evil that he is. Like, the idea that he is just this force that goes out and kills is scary enough. If you want to explain and, and give a little bit more illumination on the characters like Loomis and his backstory, I'm all for that. That's that's the like way if you had done what they did, dude, they could even done a reverse in Halloween uh, Rob Zombies, shown Loomis already retired and shown his wife at the very beginning of the movie, and yeah. then work its way back. 
yeah. to I, why he's like this. I, I actually like what they did in these scenes with Loomis yeah. that were eventually cut out of it. So Loomis's wife is talking to her friend, and she's like, Halloween's coming she's up. She's like, he doesn't cook anymore. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> she's like, Halloween's coming up, and she's like, does anything crazy happen? And she's like, she's annoyed with it. She's like, every single year, people call about, like, news people call. They want to talk about Michael. In the movie, they're, they're doing this whole big thing about how he made this book. And they reference the book that he mm -hmm. wrote about Michael in here. But in, in this one, but not Loomis like, is... Not the fucking professor. Right. Where yeah. Yeah. In this one, Loomis is very reluctant to talk about Michael. Like he doesn't want anything to do with him. He and they go to Loomis talking with his buddy, and Loomis has now become like a photographer. He's gone to Haiti, and there's this whole scene where they talk about. We, it's fucked up. It was fucked up though. Yeah, Loomis is telling his friend. He's like, the, these people went into the neighborhoods of Haiti and gave people machetes so they kill each other off. And I've been taking pictures of it. And the yeah. guy's like, you're fucked up. Why would you do that? Why don't you go to Cancun? This is the lady asked him to do it. You know what? It's weird, and I, I wonder. I wonder if Rob Zombie cut this part out, or or if he redid this whole thing because it, honest to God, it felt more like um, in line with what Donald Pleasant's character would have done. Yeah, because he wanted to make his own Loomis. He that, wanted to make his own thing. That's a good point. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it actually does fall in line something with what Donald Pleasant's Loomis would have done. Yeah. Because if we look at Halloween Curse of Michael Myers, Loomis was writing his memoirs away and retired and done with all of it and he didn't want to hear any more about Michael Myers. Yeah. In this scene, it almost feels like an expanded version of that scene in Halloween Curse of Michael Myers and someone told Rob's like, hey, it's too close. Rob's like, fuck that! Give him a dildo! <laughs> you get really, yeah, you get a really good peek into Loomis's life post-Michael Myers. It's this. really sad though because you, you can tell the artistry, the artistry that Rob Zombie has he could do a good scene. I mean, it was a yeah. good, you're right. The whole thing with him and the wife and the, the friend was great. Yeah, and so when he's talking to his friend, eventually, this is right around the time where, where Michael Myers is about to be transferred. So somebody from Smith's Grove calls, Loomis talks to him, Loomis finds out they're gonna transfer him, mm -hmm. and he doesn't even know Michael's escaped at this point. And he says, oh my God, holy shit. So he goes and he packs all of his shit, and his wife's screaming, please don't go, and he's like, you don't understand, I have to. What the hell is going on? Tell me what's happening. They're moving him. Those simple-minded bureaucratic idiots! Sam! Sam, you promised Michael was out of our lives! Sam, you, 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 you swore! I have to stop this. What do you think you're doing with that? You think you're gonna kill him? If necessary. You can't take a gun on a plane! Damn it! You're right, I'll get another. This is crazy! You're acting like a crazy person! Calm down, tell me what's happening! Ellen, listen to me. This is the end. I have a promise. I, I have to be there. I have to stop this. You know what this means. <laughs> Just go. Fucking slut. But what's really interesting here is when Loomis is on a plane going back to Haddonfield, he has a nightmare about Michael Myers uh, killing his wife. So in this nightmare, Michael Myers is a grown version of Michael Myers, but in Loomis's mind, he's not wearing the Michael Myers mask. Yeah. He's wearing the clown suit still. So you get to see, and I imagine it was fucking cool looking, mm -hmm. dude. Loomis, when he's having this dream, you get to see Michael Myers, but wearing the clown suit as a gigantic fucking adult. And he has his wife Ellen on her knees, and he slashes her throat right in front of Dr. Loomis. That's when Dr. Loomis wakes up on the plane and it arrives. But I imagine that would have been a cool ass scene. Dude, amazing. When Michael escapes and he escapes pretty much the exact same way as he did in the movie. Instead of having Deborah Myers, uh, uh, Sherry Moon Zombie, yeah. just kill herself in the trailer, Michael finds her. Mm -hmm. He seeks her out, he goes to the trailer, and he stands over her, and oh this is God. where it gets really fucking bad, I and it gives you a real fucking hit I can't believe H2. you, Rob. 
Michael Myers holds doing? up the picture of Boo to his mother, who's sitting there on the couch in the trailer, and literally says in a dark, raspy voice, he goes, Boo! <laughs> boo! Yeah, it's like, he says, like, what the fuck? You need it. Boo! He says boo to Michael speaks in this movie like he does in H2. You gotta says, go poo poo. Fucking boo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she says, uh, she tells him, she's like, I never wanted to adopt my babies. She's like, but I had to because everything that was going on. And then she, instead of killing herself alone, she kills herself. In and, front of Michael. And she tells Michael, she's like, she tries to tell her she's dead. But she goes, you'll never find her. And then she blows her brains out in front of Michael. <laughs> she ain't here. Mm, and no. I told you a long time ago I was never going to give you boo. And he's like, boo. <laughs> You know how stupid that fucking looks? Like, first off, it sounded dumb as shit. If I were the guy that was filming, and that was like the real scene, I'd be like, so when's the real one? Yeah, By the way, I, I think that even defenders of Rob Zombie uh, Halloween 2 can admit how dumb that would be. When he speaks, it's And it's terrible. not even like, like it's don't not. Let Michael speak. Well, it's not even. It's yeah, simple. first off, that's just. Just don't fucking do it. Yeah. But, you know, this is like early part of the movie. Yeah. And he's walking in, boo. Well, and he does it again. Uh, you know the scene in, in the movie where he has Laurie Strode in the basement and he, sh he shows her the picture. And he, he, she's got her dead friends around. And he shows her the picture and he's just like, look, look at it. In this one, he actually says boo again. He goes, boo. God. I'd say shut your fucking She's mouth like, when no, you're talking to me. No, that ain't me, dog. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> boo. Shit on uh, Deborah's desk. <laughs> <laughs> most, of, most of everything else plays out the exact same way. There's an additional death scene where he goes to the cemetery to get Judas' grave. He kills the, the, the old man, the gatekeeper. He crushes his windpipe and then beats him to death with a fucking rake. As you do. <laughs> As you <laughs> they tell you no, <laughs> fuck that. And, and there's a lot of stuff in the movie that's not in this script as well, like the chase scene that they went back and refilmed. There's not a long chase scene. There's no pool. Michael does at the end of the movie pull. They do the. Is that the boogeyman? Yeah. He pulls her out of the cop car, takes her back to the house. Loomis comes up again. In th in this version, though, Loomis begs Michael. He's like, "Please let her go." Did he beg her in the? Did he? He beg does. Yeah, yeah, he does. He begged him the first. She one. also begs him. She's like, "Please let me go." Michael lets her go. And then, uh, right then, though, is Michael goes after Loomis. So yeah. in the movie, remember, he pokes out his eyes. Right, he launched shit. at him, yeah. Yeah, but in this one, he jumps at, at, at Loomis, and right then, the whole police force is there. They fucking blow Michael. They, sh they blow. They, blow. <laughs> they shoot the Nothing shit out of him. like that fucking blow. Uh, it, it, it reads, Michael's getting shot, like, tons by, by the, the police force. And then he falls down, and the script literally says, verbatim, Michael is dead. First off, that's stupid. He kills Michael. You would think 100% Rob Zombie even called John Carpenter, which he didn't give a shit about that phone call. Right. And said, hey, I just want your blessing. John Carpenter's like, hey, am I getting paid? He's like, yeah, okay, good. Fuck off. You would think that Rob Zombie would know. You cannot put in a script, Michael is dead, in all caps letter, and send that to the Akkads. You think that's going to go over well? And not just that, but like the way they did it, even if they meant for this version of Michael to be dead in the movie, the way that that, that scene, by the way, is so much better in the release movie than it is here. 100%. Because in that scene, you got the pool, you got Michael stalking towards her, and then she gets on top of that him. That was great. She's yeah. screaming, and she fuck, the gun goes off. you don't off. know. The, you don't yeah, know. The blood goes off on her face, yeah. and you imagine, like, he may be dead because she or shot she him. Fucked the, she fucked his face up real good. Yeah, she shot him point blank in the face, and there's blood all over her. And then in this, they do the, the thing, too, where they show. In this, there's a whole song that young Michael sings and stuff like that. But it's the what? same, basically, like, it's the same as the oh, movie, yeah, like, yeah, where yeah. they show the, the flashbacks or whatever. Um, the theatrical ending was way better than this. Well, let me ask you a question. If Okay, and, and I know this is blasphemous, but I'm just saying, 
to prevent the Armageddon of what is Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. If this particular film had ended with Michael Myers dying, Rob Zombie's version, and we never had to hear about it again, it was a one-off, it was an alternate reality, never happened again, it won't fucking be fucked with ever, no one's ever going to touch that, would you be okay with it? Okay with it, yes. To prevent Halloween 2. But I will actually... I will actually, I'll surprise you with this take. I will accept our current reality. I was going to say you have a vagina. <laughs> By the way, uh, I will accept this current reality where we have H2. Because as much as H2 takes a giant dump on his characters and is... Takes a dump on the whole lore. Terrible in so many ways, I'm still glad it exists because it's fun to talk about. The first thing, well, yeah, it is something to poke fun at. It's like... And a, it didn't kill the franchise, right? Thank God for the stinky kid in class because we would be bored today. That's really mean. But... It is true. The only, you know, and, and truth be told, the first, it's weird. The first 35 minutes should be removed from Rob Zombie's Halloween, and the first 35 minutes of Halloween 2 Rob Zombie should be expanded on for the entire fucking movie. It's so strange how that fix. works. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, overall, I feel like there's, the, the I, I guess you're going to agree the same way. The Loomis, uh, the Loomis scenes in this movie definitely should have been added. But if yeah. you add that, into Rob Zombie's Halloween, you have to change the whole fucking tone of the movie. Of H2 specifically. Because well, Lewis yeah. seems like a good guy because with a family. You know you what? Know? You know what? And again, I don't know if it was because Rob Zombie actually got wind of the fact that that's actually falling in line with the Donald Pleasance character, and he was like, no, 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 I can't have that. And he was like, I'm going to make him an asshole. I don't know. But I mean, I feel like, why wouldn't you just continue on with, uh, with, the, uh, with what you... In this script specifically, this draft, the the uh, Dr. Loomis that we got was the Dr. Loomis I think a lot of people would have been like, yeah, I totally get it. And yeah. if you'd gone into Halloween 2 with that same Dr. Loomis, then it wouldn't just be, hey, Brad Dorf and Daniel Harris and Scott Taylor Compton were the three good things about Halloween 2. It right. would be also Malcolm McDowell's Loomis. Yeah, and and, and, we'll, and to be fair, like Malcolm McDowell's Loomis was good. His in dog and, shit in the second one. In the first movie, though, it was good. Oh, it was, was good, good in the first yeah, one. Yeah, he was, he was good in the first movie. So, like, ultimately, what I take away from this, and by the way, if you're wondering, what about Bob and, and what about all this stuff, everything else that we did not mention pretty much went down the exact same way as it did in the movie. That's why we didn't bring it up. Yeah. Like, uh, the, the Bob death, all that stuff went down the exact same Exact same way for the most part, uh, but for me, I absolutely hate the extra disgusting shit. I hate the sodomy with the bat, the killing of a nine-year-old girl, uh, I, all that stuff. I'm so glad that they pulled that out. Yeah. The Michael jerking off, all that. I don't so need that. That that alone taints this. What are entire, we in Detroit Rock City Part Two? <laughs> that alone taints this entire script and makes it makes it worse than what we got in mm -hmm. the theaters. Uh, by the way, also in this script, I don't know if I mentioned it before, the rape scene is very prevalent. It's the exact same as you saw in the director's cut. All that trash makes no and sense. fucking trash. Makes no sense. Which is Rob Zombie's own fucking detriment. Apart from that, I hate all that shit. That was trash. But I do like in this script the extra Loomis stuff. It's good. I thought it was really fucking good. It's really good. But again, the ending in this one's not as prevalent. It's not as good. But again, you agree though. But you better. agree. If you do the Loomis stuff in this script, you have to change the whole tone of the movie. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I, well, because I think, if yeah, they could have had that because he wouldn't be he wouldn't be a professor. He wouldn't be an active psychologist anymore. Right. He wouldn't be doing. He wouldn't the be on book the road. Existed, but then yeah, he. Well, I think it changes the tone of H two, but maybe not this movie so much because like yeah. Loomis was likable <laughs> in this movie enough. 
But yeah, I think that I think that works. overall, like I wish they'd kept the Loomis scenes in just so that Halloween two would be forced to be different. Yeah, I agree with that. So, yeah. guys, that is the rough first, one of the first drafts of Rob Zombie's Halloween. What did you guys think about all that we talked about today? We love your fucking faces. And if you're new to the channel, click that subscribe button and get some goddamn whimp in you. Hey, y'all want to come up in the clubhouse and jerk off to some dead animals? Morning, boo. Sir, I'm not going to tell you this again. Please refrain from leaning on the counter. Okay. Now, as I was saying, Trust me, I heard you the first time. I understand it's against you. Uh, no, I'm gonna do that again. <laughs> I'm gonna start from the beginning, yeah. Sir, I'm not gonna tell you again. Please refrain from leaning over the counter. Now, as I was saying. Trust me, I heard you the first time. I understand it's against the fucking rules, but just trust. Oh, fuck, do it again. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sir, I'm not going to tell you again. Please refrain from leaning over the counter. Now, as I was saying... Trust me. I heard you the first time. I understand it's against the fucking rules. But just try and open your ears and listen to what I'm trying to tell you. Sir, again, I don't appreciate your sarcastic tone and your use of vulgar language. You don't like my tone? <laughs> Look... I need to know the whereabouts of the Mayas, baby. And I need to know right fucking now! What are you gonna do on October 31st? What are you gonna do on October 31st? Here comes that white-faced fucker, an asshole like no other. He's a big old piece of shit. Wants to stab your sister's tits cause he's a white-faced fucker. Loomis can't recover. Dr. Challenge drunk again, sleeping with your sister's friends. Do you want to know about the darkness? I said, God damn. God damn, you fire. I said, God damn. A lot of people don't know the darkness that goes inside their hearts. I said, God damn. God damn, you Michael. What are you going to do on October 31st?